welcome back to the Talk Tonight podcast. I'm delighted to introduce today's guest. We've got Connor Lawson. You may know him as the host from Pint of Politics. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. Thanks. And yourself? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. So we're going to talk about that interview with yeah. Miss Emily Rachel a bit later on in the show. But, um, you know, before we get into all the, uh, all the drama behind that, just tell us a bit about yourself. Um, yeah, of course. So uh, I'm a second year politics student at the University of Leeds, uh, originally from Milton Keynes. Uh, yeah, and what else is there? MK Dons fan, if that's worth anything. Probably going to lose a few listeners off that now. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so just yeah, do politics at uni and thought wanted to start a little uh, little blog and all that kind of stuff. So uh, and the, the podcast. So yeah, that's what I do at the moment yeah how, how did the uh, the podcast all start like was it just a, a little idea one night um well I sort of always had it in my head that I quite like the idea of doing one um and I quite like just general so like it's not just the podcast that we do we do have like a blog and that as well a bit of a similar setup to the one you guys have got um so it's, it's not just that and I did start doing a bit of writing sort of politically when uh, when I started a blog for the Politics Society at my university, which I'm a part of. And um, I just started a bit of political writing, but I kind of really wanted to sort of do my own thing with it, really. Um, so, yeah, I sort of gave birth, I guess, to Pine of Politics uh, <laughs> in January, January of this year. Um, yeah, I just I sort of made it like my, my new my 2021 project, I guess you could say, without being like too cringy with like New Year, New Me or anything like that. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, basically I started the blog and then I always sort of knew I wanted to make it into a podcast. So I got one of my mates, uh, Sam, who's my co-host. I said to him, you know, do you want to do, do this with me? And he said, yeah. Um, so yeah, and then we basically created the podcast. So we've made about, I think we're on uh, eight episodes now. Um, yeah, it's going, going quite well. Nice, nice. So, like, what, what's it like actually studying politics? Because I hear that and I just think that sounds like one of the most boring things in the world. Yeah, a lot of people, that is a lot of people's, like, first reaction. Like, the thing, the thing I get, people ask, I like, what are you studying at uni? I go, like, politics. And like, I either get people groan about it, go, oh, bloody hell, like, I can't believe you're doing that. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, um, or I get people go, uh, oh, you're going to go in there and sort them out or something like that. And I'm like, oh, mm. not up to me, is it? But, uh, but yeah so it's all right I, I find it interesting but like I'm biased really because you know I study it so obviously I find it interesting it can be quite heavy at times but I suppose that's you know like that with anything that you do at a degree level I guess um, so yeah no I enjoy it but I can completely understand why why people aren't fans uh, of, yeah, yeah. of the idea of idea of studying it and you know the amount of I can imagine it I can understand it really with the amount of sort of news that goes on with politics and stuff like that. it's always you know nine times out of ten pretty bad news so um i can understand why people have that neg- have that negative reaction when uh whenever politics is mentioned um but yeah i don't mind it i enjoy it definitely what, what's like your aims i suppose like what's the goal of going into politics like do you want to become a politician do you want to become the prime minister what is it what's the, the nah none of that no 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 i don't want to be anywhere near <laughs> uh you know an mp's role or anything like that i just i think it would just end up completely corrupting me um <laughs> but, but yeah no i quite like the idea of um sort of public affairs kind of stuff um to do with politics so yeah i'm hoping to uh to maybe go into that at some point afterwards but i don't have a concrete idea really i think if you if you have a sort of set idea of what you want to do after you um after you go to uni, I feel like you know you might close yourself off from potential other opportunities that could arise. So uh, I've got an, I've got an open mind really, but yeah, as long as it's not an MP, um, you know, claiming expenses for AirPods or whatever they're doing these days, um, <laughs> then uh, then yeah, I'm all right with that. Definitely, well, it sounds good, Matt. Um, for for me, politics is one of those things that uh, it frustrates the hell out of me because. You get so passionate about it, don't you? But there's nothing you can actually do to change it. 
yeah i think to an extent yeah you, you, you're right it's it's something that does it's very divisive as well and it, it especially at the moment in in britain i think it's a big big problem um in terms of how, how divided we are and even just seeing on twitter and stuff like that it's yeah so it, people get very impassioned on it which is you know obviously a good thing um you know it's good to have strong opinions and it's good to have healthy debate um and things like that but yeah i, I get what you mean to an extent there there isn't you might not feel there's a lot you can do as as one person but you know there's i feel like i sound like i'm talking for like on behalf of a party or something like i'm not <laughs> but it's like there are ways that you can you know have uh, have your voice heard um but yeah no i get i get what you're saying it, it can feel quite futile at times you know complaining about about the state of affairs that we're in um but yeah yeah i often feel like i'm banging my head against a brick wall speaking to some people because like you, they've got their views i've got my views and i feel like in politics it's one of the things where you're very rarely open to like argument you just think what you think and then you don't listen to you know, the yeah i don't really know how to wear it but it's like no example, i know what you mean oh, sorry carry on no yeah i know what you mean it, it, to an extent i see it mostly this is sort of something that i am potentially considering talking about uh well vaguely relates this for my dissertation when i eventually come to do it um yeah i think there's a massive thing with people just being very closed off to other people's viewpoints which is i think what you were getting at um it's sort of yeah it's there's quite a especially on like social media with like young people and that like people who are maybe like 15 16 17 maybe who sort of just like i I see like people not saying that i am uh, a tory just throwing out this little caveat but like you see just people just instead of actually engaging in debate you just see people go oh tory like scum and all this and like you know fair enough if you think that but i think it can be beneficial to indulge the opinions of other people i think you know if you if you only know your own side of the argument then i think you you are restricting yourself to knowing very little actually about the political debate like i've i have friends who are you know like me for instance i'm a member of the labor party but sam who's my co-host on the podcast he's a member of the conservative party so you know we're we're still friends and that and we disagree on things but you know i think it's important to to hear other people's opinions because it actually sometimes can make you think oh actually i didn't didn't really think about that before and uh but yeah i do think people are very people get very defensive about it is the main sort of thing people don't like their views being challenged which is only natural as human nature but as benefits there's benefits to to questioning your own views at times i think i think one of my big like pet peeves around it all is when i argue with my girl, so I've been at my girlfriend's parents for like the whole of lockdown, like living here. Um, and mm. they're, they're, you know, Tory conservative. And we, we often have debates, you know, it's Saturday night, I've had a few drinks. And um, they get all their information from mainstream media. Yeah. And that's, that's something which bugs me because I feel like that you're only hearing one side of a very biased argument when all you do is watch BBC News and stuff like that whereas you're not you're not realizing everything that's going on like you're not looking into the dodgy past behind Rishi Sunak and Matt Hancock and like you say oh no well we're doing all the can we're doing a good job and then I just yeah. think, oh, hang on a minute yeah. <laughs> just have a look at what yeah. they're doing which isn't been ta- talked about in the media I know. And then, I know. like they're not open to it like what's your opinions on like the BBC because I know you um quoted the the little clip they did about <laughs> earlier on which was a, it was a bit cringy <laughs> but um yeah yeah um i yeah i get what you mean to with regard to like the mainstream media and, and things like that and that's the reality of it is that a lot of people get their view their political news just from the bbc for instance you know they click on bbc news at 10 or whatever or whatever times it's on during the day and that's you know they take that for gospel and yeah that i think you know you mentioned the the dodgy past perhaps of uh, these these individuals goes under under the radar i'd argue even the dodgy presence of these people is going under the radar you know people like matt hancock and rishi sunak you know hancock what was it selling a contract to pp for ppe for to a pub landlord from the pub that he goes and visits it's just absolutely crazy and like you say it doesn't get picked up on by the mainstream media but um what do i think about the bbc was the question um i don't know i i don't think 
uh, getting quite into some some big political debates here, but uh, I I don't think that the, we we should have publicly funded uh, broadcast and media because I don't think uh, they can be fully unbiased no matter how hard they try. Um, and quite funnily, it's it's the right always thinks that the BBC are biased to the left, and the left always think the BBC are biased mm. to the right. So it says a lot, really. You can't actually win, like if you're the BBC, which you know it's. I'm not saying I pity them or anything like that, because like, like you say, I did that montage they did of uh, Rishi Sunak earlier just made me want to be a bit sick, to be honest. <laughs> I was just the, the, the way the, the media are idolising uh, this man who's part of the government that voted against feeding children is just uh, stunning to me. But um, yeah, it's definitely uh, the mainstream media. You need to delve, you need to delve beyond it, I, I think, and you know how you do that is up to you but the the reality is that the vast majority of the population don't care enough to look past these sources of information uh, and they don't really feel the need to question it um or analyze it further uh, i suppose not to like have a stab at you know people who are just ordinary you know not politically engaged particularly i don't blame them like i said politics can be quite boring for the average person um so yeah i suppose that and, and they don't have as much time on their hands as someone like me who, you know devotes quite a lot of my time to studying politics which you know probably doesn't sound very interesting but uh but the, yeah there you go yeah yeah like sticking on the media uh, it goes um it goes further than just politics with people like um, Piers morgan and i bring this up because about an hour ago he actually blocked me on twitter um, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> uh, and like, because obviously he's been going on about Meghan Markle. Uh, it yep. seems to have this crazed agenda where he's almost becoming obsessed with her, which is I know, odd. yeah. But um, like again, I'll just go back to my girlfriend's parents because we do have a lot of disagreements. I mean, I, I do like them as people, but some of their views are a bit, you know, a bit on the issue. Like a, a few, few drinks down the moment, it's sort of, you know, it's when it all comes out, isn't it? There's, there's no malice behind it, which is what I like. It, it's just a <laughs> good debate. Because no, um, like like, the other day, um, there, were, there was an article on BBC News about Meghan Markle um, winning a libel case. And yeah. obviously they're, they're doing their, um, their interview with Oprah. Oh, I think that goes out on Sunday. And she was going, oh, I can't stand her. I was going, why? She, she didn't have a definitive reason as to why, but it's sort of been drilled in by the media and by people yeah. like Piers Morgan, like you have to dislike it. And so what I did was I found the, um, I think it was the Telegraph articles of um, Kate Middleton compared to Meghan Markle. So yeah. one of them was Kate Middleton using avocado for like easing being pregnant. All right, then, yeah, yeah. And then when Meghan Markle used avocado, it was uh, linked to human rights abuse. <laughs> and it's so far fit. Right, I've actually just, um, I found it on my phone right now. It's the Express, sorry. Right. So, Kate's morning sickness cure. Prince William gifted with an avocado for pregnant Duchess. Now the same right, newspaper. Yeah. Meghan Markle's beloved avocado linked to human rights abuse and drought. Millennial shame. <laughs> and, I just, and I've never heard something so far-fetched about an avocado in my life. But this is you it. Like, people, people now dislike her because they're seeing these headlines when she's not doing anything wrong. Yeah, I know. It, that's what I mean. It's, she is demonised uh, in a, like you say, a very weird, weird way. I don't think she's uh, she particularly warranted this this level of level of barrage from from the media. But like you say, it's. It's people like, you know, Piers Morgan specifically giving out moral lectures uh, as he has been on, on COVID as well for the past year or whatever, near enough a year. Um, and then, you know, just completely, completely irony is just lost on these people. You know, Piers Morgan, an individual who, you know, hacked the phones of, uh, of people dead, to, dead to who were going through yeah. divorces and a, and a dead teenager and yeah. these people just have no shame and <laughs> it went to spend the whole sort of pandemic and still does spend the, his time giving out 
you know, lectures on uh, Good Morning Britain, um, saying that you're you're scum if you if you disobey any of the rules or whatever. And then when it comes to Christmas last year, he's jetting out of Tier Four London and going off to Antigua, a nice Caribbean island, to put his feet up. It's just <laughs> it's just la- just laughable, really. But like you say, it's the people people don't have any people don't have any reason to to you know contest these these views as they're put forward someone like Piers Morgan is on GMB every morning or I don't know if it's every morning I don't watch it um but you know he's on regularly you know people watch that every day they're going to believe what he says and you know if you if you hear someone tell you that Meghan Markle's a terrible person enough then you're going to believe it because even if you don't have any concrete evidence for it you're going to believe it's just you know it's to an extent not to put too much of a dramatic word on it but it is uh, you know some a form of indoctrination in that sense you know like you say um with with your girlfriend's your girlfriend's mum she didn't have any real reason to hate her she was just like oh well uh some man on the television told me that like, i have to hate her you know what i mean so so yeah it's, it's the, the nature of uh of like i say just general the fact that people just use mainstream media uh for their for their news and the mainstream media has an agenda which a lot of people uh, don't really look don't really see past and don't really see through but uh yeah such is such is the modern world bit of a, a deeper question but do you think it's li- linked to race because um i saw a uh, mad statistic and mad I don't think that's the correct word it was just it was unreal Mm. the most like abused footballers on social media Marcus Rashford who is Is Raheem Sterling up there by any chance just to throw a prediction out there yeah Yeah. and Lewis Hamilton now not surprising three successful black men yeah Markle mixed race do you think the media um, yeah. got an agenda against, you know, black? Short, an- short answer. Short answer is yes. I think there is uh, undertones of racism in the discourse promoted by the media, um, and like you say, there it's self-evident. I, I, I've no idea why Marcus Rashford's getting that that level of abuse just to diverge away from Meghan Markle. But you know, Marcus Rashford, as far as I'm concerned, one of the nicest blokes in football. Um, with all the works he's done with, um, you know, for free school meals and championing that that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's crazy. And, and I think the media are complicit in this. And as much as they might like to, to deny it, well, they would deny it. No one's going to put their hands up and say, oh, look, I'm racist, are they? Because, you know, that's uh, the backlash that would quite quite rightly be associated with that. Yeah, I think there is uh, a level of racism involved in this. It's, you know, Meghan Markle famously the, the first, uh, person of colour to to marry into the royal family, um, and I don't think uh, people who are you know royalists, for instance, which I think quite a lot of the especially right wing media would would fall under this category. I don't think they like the idea of something that in their in their eyes threatens the status quo, and so they will attack it in the way that they have attacked it, and ultimately it's led to them, I suppose getting what they want in a sense with Harry and Meghan uh, leaving the royal family and they, you know, they might say oh they got what they want but even still even though they've they've got what they what they've set out to achieve you've still got a complete barrage on Meghan Markle specifically um, and like say from people like Piers Morgan I think he's tweeted about something stupid amount of times not that, not that I read his Twitter but someone pointed out um, he just He's just not shut up about it. It's just, I don't get the obsession people. I don't get the obsession people have the royal family anyway, to be fair. Um, but just demonising these individuals. And yeah, I, I do think, um, that's a very long-winded answer to your question, but yeah, I do think <laughs> there is there is a, a level of, uh, of racism uh, present in, in the way the media uh, approach these, the stories they, they write about these individuals, yeah. And people have to bear in mind that Piers Morgan is someone who was friends with literal paedophiles. Oh so. yeah, but they won't rub that, will they? That's not <laughs> no, important. No. It's fine. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Next, is it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just insane. I just I, there's what that is one man I have a, a huge, a huge agenda against is Piers Morgan. I don't think it's uh, quite rightly. I hate the fact that he assumed like some sort of spokesman for the nation's status over the over the course of covid and you know whilst i admit that uh, his interviews of you know government ministers were 
were at, at times very uh, <clears throat> very entertaining to watch. It was you know quite fun to watch Matt Hancock squirm uh, and pretend <laughs> to cry. But he's not this sort of national sweetheart. You know, he's a, he is a terrible man, and people need to remember that. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's quite funny. It's like you say, it's, that doesn't get your clicks. Well, it should get you clicks, really. Piers Morgan, friends with paedophile, that should get you clicks. But, yeah, you know, right. his, such as his power in the media industry, he probably has got people he's paying to be quiet about these kind of things. I don't know. Definitely. So, yeah, just, <coughs> just, just remember that next time, well, next time you listen to Piers Morgan, you think, oh, he's actually made a good point. You get one good for every 10 bad with Piers. Yeah, so yeah just, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's just insane. You can, you can do that with anyone, really. You could say... You know, any horrible person in history has probably done something good, but it doesn't make them automatically a good person. It's uh, not, not how it works. I think uh, I'm not a spiritual person, but at the at the gates of heaven, I don't think Piers Morgan's getting in, to be honest, just because he's shouted at Matt Hancock a couple of times. Hitler famously uh, campaigned against animal abuse. There you he go. St- he's still... Uh... You know, murdered millions of people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. He's, uh, <laughs> and he definitely, definitely hasn't uh, got into heaven. Uh, I'd be very surprised if, yeah. if, if I if it does exist and I end up getting there and he is also there with me. I'll be very surprised. Uh, um, so, I, re- yeah. I reckon in the afterlife, you see Piers Morgan, you see Hitler. Yeah, I think you're in the wrong place, to be honest. I, 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 hope, I hope I'm not. I hope I'm not seeing Piers Morgan and Hitler in the afterlife. To be <laughs> I'd rather have just an eternity of nothingness than have to spend any time in my afterlife with those two individuals, even just on their own. But what? But both together. Oh, <laughs> crazy. Oh. I don't know what they're doing <laughs> together either. Just, just Piers Morgan and Hitler have suddenly got really pally in the afterlife. I don't, that's a weird dynamic. Yeah, you ever you wanted go. hell in two people? There you go, Morgan, Hitler. There you go. That's that's the headline. That's it. That, that, that's <laughs> yeah. the trailer taken care of. <laughs> Sorted. <laughs> so, um, oh, well, that was a good chat. Um, I think we'll move on now to yeah, the yeah. reason why a lot of people. Uh, I, I don't think I've been rude in saying a lot of people became aware of your podcast in the recent weeks. Oh, 100%. That's not rude at all. That is literally the reason. Um, yeah. I mean, that did get you clicks. <laughs> that did get no, you clicks. No, no shit. Yeah, that is an understatement. <laughs> how, how did it all come about, the uh, the interview with Miss Emily Rachel? If you're not aware, by the way, go check this out on um, Panda Politics, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Really good uh, good listen. I was, I was a bit uh, torn at first, but if you get through it, there are some good points. Uh, we're going to discuss them now, but make sure you've listened to it before you listen to this. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's so a, ro- a rollercoaster. It is. <laughs> so just going back to the question, how did it all come about? Um, I, well, essentially, it was a... So I'll set the scene for you. It's a dramatic tale. Um, <laughs> well, not really, but I was. it was a Sunday. I was just, just uh, a normal, normal Sunday, a bit hungover, um, and just sitting there doing nothing, really. excuse me and um yeah I I didn't follow I was obviously aware of Emily um as someone on Twitter I didn't follow her um but essentially she tweeted on that Sunday morning uh or afternoon whenever it was she tweeted oh just gonna be on a podcast something like that and one of my friends George uh who obviously did follow her tagged me in that tweet as a joke and was like oh you know, Connor, you know what to do, ha ha ha. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, funny, ha ha, whatever. And then a couple of people sort of picked up on that, just that little exchange. And she actually then messaged, she replied to like that tweet and said, oh, can you let me on? And um, then DM me as well saying, can I come on? I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh I'm going to have to do it now. And I like, well, and then, but not even just that, like a few people like, was saying oh I'd really like to see this and I was like what like why would you want to sit but uh, apparently this is what the people want um so, <laughs> your eyes started so, lighting up <laughs> like, know, well yeah I, and then I sort of thought about it for a bit and I was like how many people would listen to her talk about politics I just think that con I just thought in my head I was like this concept would be hilarious if nothing else it like people the way I viewed it once I sort of started thinking about it more was it was a it was a 
win-win situation because the people who hate her were going to listen to it because they are intrigued and they wanted to maybe slip up and say something stupid so they can uh you know give her abuse or whatever they like doing the people who like her um will listen to it as well because they like her and any and every single person in between will listen to it out of, out of pure curiosity so basically messaged her and said right yeah okay we'll do it and um put a tweet up about it on that same sunday uh on our on our twitter and it blew up a little bit it got about 250 something <laughs> likes which doesn't sound a lot but it's a lot for what the, our engagement was on social media got a lot of people you know criticizing it which such is the nature of twitter it got a few people i think so i think the most uh most brutal one was something like i'd rather kill myself and listen to this or <laughs> like fair enough fair yeah, enough I bet, dramatic I, reply of all time, but I bet he still listened as well though i bet he oh, still definitely, um, definitely. <laughs> but um yeah one one that did make me laugh was um they're only doing this for the views i was like well yeah obviously um not getting That's on for a bit well, why, do, why do you think you're on here right now <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, no, literally, I was just like, well, I'm not getting on for, uh, you know, political views. And uh, she's not a, we had, because um, funny, we had George Ailett on a few weeks earlier, who was actually like a former MP and all this kind of stuff. Well, not former MP, ran for Parliament, like big Labour actress, so very politically minded. And then I was saying this to Sam, my co-host, I was like, we, and then we actually just have got her on. And I was just like, what am I actually doing? I did it with sort of without thinking about it, really. Um, and yeah, there's a bit of a me social media storm uh, when even when I just announced it, um, which I wish in hindsight, I wish I hadn't have done that. I wish I'd have recorded the episode first and mm -hmm. then done the whole build up because I was thinking in my head, what if I've just promoted this happening and then it doesn't happen for whatever reason? Like, what if? I don't know. I was just thinking anything could happen. She might die. I don't know. Um, so, <laughs> well, that's a, a bit much, but you know what I mean? It was, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I was just a bit like, I was just like, oh no, but yeah. So it, that's, that's how it came about really. And then, and then she, then she came on, on the Wednesday of that week. So it was literally in the space of like four days from it just being, a complete throwaway comment by one of my mates yeah. on on Twitter to me actually sitting down uh, and doing it. It just was a bit surreal, but there we go. So um, well, I went into it originally quite closed-minded. Um, she, she was someone like, you see her tweets pop up and you just think, oh, fuck's sake. Yeah, bit of, a, bit of an idiot. But when I, uh, I spoke to you, obviously, about like the reactions and stuff and... Um, I went into I went in, I listened from the beginning again. I went in open-minded this time. And um I really enjoyed the chat actually. Uh there were some comments which got me chuckling. Uh there was one yeah. which was unforgivable. Mayor on a bacon sandwich. Oh mate, don't of all the things she said in that whole podcast, that did my head in the most. I was genuinely <laughs> like, and I think you can tell from the reaction that me and Sam uh, gay we were like what like this that's just me and then she went on to say she has it on a Chinese as well I was just um I was literally in absolute shock um by that out of everything she said yeah that that really did get to me the most but yeah that's you, definitely unforgivable you, you take her tweets you just throw them all away because they're nothing compared to having mayor on a bacon sandwich <laughs> absolutely it's a, against, it's a crime against humanity really like I genuinely, I was at work, I heard it, and I thought, is she fucking stupid? Like, it was the I most... know, but, but yeah, one of, my, one of my mate, one of my housemates was like, do you think she's lying, or do you think she actually does that? And I was like, no, I, I think she sounded like she actually does it. I, like, if she was lying, then fair enough, it's a bit of a weird lie. But, um, yeah, oh, mate, I've never considered no, doing mail it, on a bacon sarnie. It can't be a lie, because it's so pointless to lie about. And I've yeah. never heard of it before either. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Honestly, never even thought of it. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was the worst part of that whole that whole experience. <laughs> <laughs> there were there were some other things. Um, she's religious, believes in God. Yeah, uh, that actually shocked me. That really yeah, shocked me. me too. Actually, me I, too. I completely forgot about that as well until you just mentioned it. 
Um, I forgot she even said that, but yeah, because I don't actually listen. Once I do the episodes, I record them and then like straight after or whenever I get a chance, listen to it back and edit while I listen. And then that's it. I don't listen to it ever again. Um, so yeah, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, she's yeah, a big, because I pulled up her tweet that was like, I love the Bible or something like that. And yeah, and then I went on to ask her whether she believes and she said she believes in God, which I don't know, fair, fair play. I don't know why I wasn't <laughs> expecting it, but I just, I just wasn't. <laughs> no, she she just seems like, I, I'm not just generalising here, but just Fiat 500 in general, that sort of person, that persona, you don't sort of include that in religion. No, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah, it's not written in the Bible, is it? That? No, it's, it's not nothing, written in the Bible. Nothing about Tango Ice Blast or anything in, in the no, Bible. Nothing about your 20 Nugget share box. It's not in there. <laughs> Just want a cuddle and a Chinese with mayo on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but oh, um, it was a good listen. And um, I suppose the main question I've got for you, um, yeah. do you think she plays up to the persona? Because in you did ask her and she said that she doesn't. She said that's just her. Yeah. But what was your um, opinion? My opinions on this have changed like since recording the episode. And then, I, yeah, I've... I, sort of struggled to make my mind up on it really i can completely see firstly why people think she's playing up to this persona of being sick and i and i know it's a thing weirdly that people do um but that said um and you know this might be like the controversial hot take i don't think she's actually that sick um i think she's her mind works in weird ways <laughs> i think that's, that sounds a bit harsh but that's quite where you can put it yeah <laughs> yeah maybe yeah but i mean she's a dental nurse to be fair so like she can't be that that stupid you know what i mean like, i don't know to be fair, i don't know the qualifications you need to be a dental nurse but I, I, I don't imagine it's you know something anyone can do um but going back to just the general uh point of her, whether she's thick or not i'd I, the thing as well i was just reading before the the night before the episode um we recorded it i was reading through her her tweets and i don't recommend anyone does this because it was an <laughs> absolute just mind-numbing experience but the lion's share of the stuff she tweets is just it's just pretty it's boring but it's just pretty it's like standard you know what i mean like she'll tweet yeah, stuff like, like oh, generic tweet yeah. yeah yeah like just want a sunbed or something like that and it's just not something I would some some of the content I like seeing I don't really care but like I don't I wouldn't be like oh this is it's just sort of I just feel like she's I don't say basic I feel like it's hard but I feel like she's a bit basic um and yeah the, I think the only tweets that ever that people really will see most of the time unless you follow her is the ones where she tweets something really sick and it just blows up um which yeah. she does do but I don't think she's I I didn't get the impression that she was completely sick i i actually think in the podcast she some of the questions we asked her she knows a, a good deal more about politics than i think the average person on the street might like I, I don't know this is just maybe i'm just comparing it with like family members i know who aren't particularly politically engaged but like she did know a, 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 you know, a fair bit she knew like she could comment on you know people like Keir Starmer and you know I know he's not exactly like an underground politician but you know maybe a lot maybe quite a few people might not have any opinion or know who he is and yeah she did make some weird comments and stuff like that but I don't know nothing that I thought was like I didn't I didn't hear her say something and go Christ you're really sick yeah, yeah. I just it was just weird like the, the, some of the things she said was weird like I asked her about Nigel Farage and she went you have to separate the art from the artist. And mm. I was like, what do you mean by that? And she said, well, I like Chris Brown's music, but I don't like that he hit Rihanna. Like, it's just a weird, you know what I mean? It's a weird link to make. But it, in a way, I was like, well, it kind of makes sense. Although you can't really apply it to Nigel Farage, obviously. But I feel like she's <laughs> she's not, yeah, I don't know. Does she play up? That's the big question. But I, I, I suppose the big answer is I don't actually know. And I don't think, I don't think we'll ever know. She's obviously going to deny it. I don't think she's a stick as essentially she makes she makes out to be but i don't think she does it intentionally is is the answer i'll give i don't think i think she does say some stupid stuff but doesn't sit there and go oh i'm gonna say something stupid on twitter she just tweets it and then it 
comes back to bite her. Uh, so yeah, unintentionally sick is is the verdict. Uh, I think she's actually quite clever because she knows that if she tweets something like the fat phobia tweet, she knows she oh, tweets yeah. that she goes viral. She knows she yeah, has a lot of reaction, and she knows she's building up a, fl- a platform. So, like in one sense, she's actually quite clever in what she's doing. And that fat phobia tweet, um, I can't remember it like word for word, but I actually agreed with it. <laughs> like, yeah, it, was, it was something like, wasn't it? Like, uh, if being fat phobic means scared of being fat, don't... then I am absolutely fat phobic. Um, I'd rather die than be a massive lard or something like that. Yeah, I don't know if that's that one you're referring to, but yeah, it is. It is and the end of it is a bit. It's a bit close to a burn for some people. It's a bit harsh. But then I think about myself and it's like, I don't want to get fat. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she has got a point. She has yeah. got a point. Like, yeah, I don't think anyone wants to be uh wants to be fat. Yeah, that's um yeah. And no, I mean if she is if she is playing up to it like you like you're suggesting, and you think she, uh, then she is an absolute genius. Oh yeah, like, definitely. Definitely. But this is the thing though, as well. This is what makes me think maybe she's not, because she would surely have known, right, that coming on my podcast would have got me more views so why wouldn't she then be like oh well can i have a bit of money for this or something like that i don't know like it was completely free um to have her on i if, i feel like if she was buying for that like viral influencer status then she might well i don't know just be yeah. more proactive in perpetuating that image on there maybe she's got like some big plan maybe she's waiting until she gets like 20k followers mm. and then she's gonna i don't know peel her fake tan off and she's actually well, someone maybe else maybe she's but... just like a nice person you know yeah, like... I, think, I, I think she is a nice i think she's a nice person to be fair like, like she has some political views that are a bit weird like and i i think she wound a few people up by say by revealing that uh she was a conservative uh or maybe not revealing that she was a conservative but saying that she did like didn't mind boris johnson but hey yeah. Jeremy Corbyn. She, so she... Infer, infer from that what you will she sat on the fence a bit like she didn't answer it like outright but yeah, yeah, no, yeah, she she was. I think she was conscious of uh, of winding people up, but I yeah, I don't know. I don't think she's. I just yeah, I don't know. She's a nice person though. I'll say that much about her. She was she was really nice. Like before and after the episode, she just genuinely seemed like she just wanted to be on a podcast, no matter yeah, what it was yeah. about. And um, you know, she she was fine. Like literally, with every everything, every question we answered, I didn't. You know, I didn't have to cut really anything out of it. The episode once we once we recorded it, it was I was pretty happy with it. And you know, she was yeah, she was just really nice. So right. uh, maybe, but yeah, yeah no, maybe in there, like the, when she was on about lazy thoughts, like do you ever just sit and think? And I was like, I remember when I was in uh, exams in school, and I used to think about terrorists diving in through like the windows and stuff and taking over the school. Like everyone does have these weird thoughts. They just probably yeah. don't want to admit it, you know. No, but to be she fair, did... yeah, I do as well. I was saying this to my um saying this to my girlfriend the other day. We was um we was out on a walk and like we walked over like a bridge that was had a like road underneath it. And um I was like, Do you ever just get the like impulse to just like throw your phone off the bridge and like uh, it makes no sense, but I'm just yeah. I know what you mean. It's just like these. But you actually do. About. You actually do. Yeah, like yeah. You, um, you think I didn't? I didn't say this on on the uh, on the podcast at the time when she mentioned something about when to smash a glass over her head or something. I don't know what it was, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, you do get like random impulsive thoughts. I think Sam. I think Sam made the point in that episode, like when you're sitting in a school assembly and you look at the light hanging from the ceiling, you're like, if that fell, who would die? Yeah, um, yeah, literally. Like, <laughs> yeah, but everyone has these thoughts, don't they? We just don't want to admit it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. We, we're we're trying to uh trying to save face on that one. And also, like the Jamie Oliver comments, I'd totally forgotten about that. But yeah, what a prick Jamie Oliver oh, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. No, that's the, yeah. that's the thing. Like, I was I went into that and thinking I'm not going to agree with her or anything. Um, but I actually found myself agreeing with a lot of what she said, which kind of scared me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Jamie Oliver. Jamie Oliver thing definitely is an arsehole. I absolutely I yeah. despise Jamie Oliver. And I suppose uh, the last question like, I'd like to throw at you about it was you asked her about Twitter abuse and whether it affects her. Uh, I know like you got a bit of bit of you know hate or whatever, you got like some comments about the episode, whatever. Uh, do you think it does affect her? And did it affect you? Um, I don't think 
anyone can honestly claim to not be affected by abuse that they receive. Um, I think it's very easy for people to, obviously it will affect people to different degrees. And I mean, there might genuinely be people out there who do not get affected at all. <clears throat> and fair enough. Like if you, if you really don't get affected, then that's fine. And she obviously said she didn't. I think it might, it, if she reads them all, because some of the stuff I've seen said about it is pretty harsh. Like, just in general, like, it's, I feel like some of it does, you know, overstep a mark a little bit. Uh, you know, she tweets stupid shit, agreed. But, you know, she doesn't deserve to be told to, like, kill herself or whatever, or, like, someone telling her that, I don't know, just awful stuff. Um, I, I, think, I think it's very hard for someone to just completely ignore it. Unless you don't read it, then, like, it's still going to affect you a little bit um so yeah that's sort of whether i think she she really doesn't get affected i don't think she was 100 percent being honest there but i mean i could be wrong i don't want to put words in my mouth i, I suppose um, if you're on a podcast you're not going to work on this uh oh yeah the abuse affects <laughs> me because because then you know it's just going to come yeah. out yeah so it's opening it's opening yeah that's what i mean it's opening the floodgates up for 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 more abuse exactly so um yeah maybe she was saying that conscious of the fact that she might get more uh if she admitted the effects her. but on a personal level like i didn't really i don't really care about uh like i feel like i've either in on a twitter level sort of mellowed out in uh in recent recent years uh or not even recent years just in recent months like i deleted my old twitter account because it was just <clears throat> associated with me you know, having arguments with random people for no reason. I was just yeah. like, I can't bother with that. Especially going into like trying to be like more professional, I suppose. You know, you yeah. don't want employers looking you up on Twitter and seeing you, you know, try, calling try. some, yeah, calling someone a nonce or something like that. You know, trying what I mean? to go into really social affairs, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really go down well, would it? Like yeah. so. Um, so yeah, I, but I, I did. You, I, I think I mentioned this on the episode that we did. Like, I, I hated doing a tweet that like got viral because i i have this weird sort of habit of i i'm i would just read these things that people say instead of just being like oh shut up we'll like block it out and that um and just like i'll turn the phone off or whatever um i have i do read it like i do which is probably not good for me but i do read it and yeah it doesn't like like you say it doesn't really affect it doesn't really affect me awfully i don't like sit there crying about it or anything like that but um, yeah, it's, it's obviously not. not I, I feel I feel more um, sort of targeted in when re, when people have said bad things about the podcast, mm. and like obviously, obviously, I that's I don't really care what you say about me as a person as a person. Like I don't really not really bothered. Um, but I don't know. The podcast is sort of like just sort of my project. It's like my child. You know what I mean? Like I feel like a parent protective over a, over a child, and um, that's why I was worried about the like doing the Emily episodes and uploading it because I was just thinking this is going to get so much shit, and I just knew that I couldn't actually I wouldn't be able to like stop myself reading it. Um, so yeah, but it, it, in the event it really didn't. I only read like two bad comments about it yeah. out of out of about however many people commented about it probably nearly 100 odd maybe maybe more maybe less um which sort of then that that gives you more you think well it's you know two people you know saying some bad things you're like well whatever i don't really care because the majority of people like it um but yeah like in general just answer to the question yeah i don't think anyone uh can claim not to be affected in the slightest by whether whether the reaction is to like turn your phone off and not read it that's still a reaction you know what i mean you're still yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're still not looking at it because you don't want to see it so but yeah i do try i did try to make light of these things and like i, I do laugh sometimes when people slag either me or or the podcast off in in a good in a funny manner I, I'm, yeah, I'm open yeah. to uh you know it's, but that's just the way that's the nature of it at the end of the day like it's something that you've got to take uh in your strides you're putting something on a on a public platform you're going to get people who love it and you're going to get people who uh hate it and you know we we live in a world of free speech um i'm open to constructive criticism obviously but you know that's that's the nature of it you got you got to have thick skin um and i think i do for the most part yeah like i mean most people were like 
offer constructive criticism or whatever, but then obviously there's the, the really dramatic people like, oh, fuck's sake, look at these knobheads. And the, those are the comments that just mean nothing because it's like, well, you don't know me, you don't care. You actually don't care, you're just saying it on Twitter to get a few likes. So Yeah, exactly, I'd, yeah. If, I'd, rather listen yeah to, the, I'd rather listen to like the people who listen and care. Or like, ooh, yeah. Well, I suppose they care enough to actually listen, so... Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm completely open to constructive criticism. Like, for instance, um, my grandparents listen to it, the podcast. Um, and so I'll ring them, like, once a week or once a fortnight or whatever. And, like, my nan will, like, rip into it. And she'll be like, oh, I didn't like this, didn't like that. Like, but like, in a nice way. And then she'll go, oh, yeah, but it was generally really good. So I don't, I'll, I'll happily take constructive criticism. I think if you can't take criticism, then you don't want to get very far. But, yeah, it's hard to block out what, what what do you find do you find it's like something that particularly affects you i don't know just with with your podcast or uh or just on a personal level like it, how do it's you... a strange one because i'm like i'm the same as you like if a tweet goes viral and like i'll mute it and i'll still find myself going down answering people you know yeah like <laughs> and it, yeah it's weird because like i don't want to look but i just feel like the need to look yeah i don't know what it is it's just curiosity i suppose yeah, definitely. And like in terms of criticism about the podcast, I don't like it because <laughs> I, I I think it's amazing. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. as you do when you do something that you think it's best, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to take it in your stride and think how that's going to make it better. Like when when I first started doing it, my dad used to always comment, going, "Oh, here he is playing with his hair again." <laughs> like he'd take screenshots <laughs> yeah. from, the, from the episodes, like why are you playing with hair? Oh, son? really? Uh, and yeah, <laughs> so I don't do it anymore because I was like, "Oh, well, if he's noticing it, <laughs> maybe I'm a bit." Yeah, he's that's always it. playing with oh, pissing man. hair. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like obviously, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, they're quite funny, but it's like, yeah, it does probably does help, I suppose. Because um, yeah, but, like, yeah, oh, but I've got a lot of. Sorry, I got a lot of comments in like the yeah no I got a lot of comments after the Emily episode which I even noticed while I was recording it people uh, saying that I say fair play and fair enough a lot which I really do like listening to it back you if you had a shot for every time I said it you'd be <laughs> on the floor you'd be in a you'd be in a hospital you'd be in a hospital a hospital ward uh, it was shocking but um, yeah obviously constructively if you uh, and, and I noticed that. And I noted it like in, in my uh, it made a mental note, and I think I said it less in the episode after that. But um, yeah, no, it's, it's all about the the nature of the criticism in it at the end of the day. And like you say, I feel like it's, it ha- if it's someone who you know, if it's criticism like your dad, for instance, you know, taking the piss out of you or whatever, but you know he's well meaning at heart. So if, oh if it's yeah, just, yeah, of course. Yeah, if it's someone who you, who you who you like and you know family or a close friend or whatever, then you know that they've they're only saying it to you know have a laugh and that. But, you know, people on the strangers on the internet, you know, calling you a dickhead or whatever to, to <laughs> kill yourself or whatever, that's, yeah. you know, take it with a pinch of salt at the end of the day, I suppose. Yeah, that's, the, that's the best way to deal with it. It's like, I went on another podcast for IGM, which is out this week, actually, and um, was talking about, like, blogs, podcasts, boring questions. And uh, it was like, oh, like, when you ask a band where to get the name, and I was like, oh, shit, we do that. <laughs> about oh, me, really? Really boring. <laughs> yeah it was, it was one of the most boring questions like, oh shit we've done that a few times um I would, no but, but i would think to ask i would think to ask that though if i was in your position i'd be like yes, I, feel, I feel like it's an interesting question but it, i don't know apparently it's apparently not apparently it's really boring because well I, I suppose for us it's not because we're speaking to like smaller bands but you know for yeah, like, yeah. They're, they're they're bigger so like this but it's all sherlock's and it's like the oh, show right, has been yeah, around yeah. like what six seven years if he goes oh where'd yeah, you get any yeah, they've yeah. been asked that hundreds of times yeah yeah exactly so I we, it gets boring for the, yeah it does so we did um we did a podcast with black honey i don't know if you've heard of them i think i've heard but, of them yeah i don't ever listen to them but yeah they're, they're quite a big band i suppose they've been around like seven years i think i saw them live back in 2016 so it was quite big for me personally because it's a band i followed for ages yeah, yeah. i thought Right, so they're doing promotion for their new album. They're going to have spoken to people all day about it. So I need yeah. to ask questions which are left-wing, like, which are going to spark a debate. So I opened it up with Watch Favourite Biscuit. <laughs> and, um, oh, there you go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> A bit different, but then we spoke about, like, the issues of women in the music industry. So if you go down, like, a different path, and it, it's all because of that interview I did where he was criticising the questions we use, not directly, but I think because of that, yeah. took it on board. 
produce a better podcast. No, yeah. And that's how it works. So, exactly. Yeah, you that's, have to take criticism that's the on best board. Kind of, that's the best kind of criticism when, when it actually is something that you, because you don't think about it when you're doing these kind of things. You just think, oh, this is, like you say, this is the best thing ever. I'm doing it. It's quality. Um, and it's hard to remove yourself from that from that mindset so it is good to like I say have that constructive criticism uh, there because then you can like you say can build on it and you can make changes that actually will benefit you that you probably would never have thought of doing you would you know if someone had never told you you'd probably still been asking them what's where did your where did your band name come from you know what I mean so yeah um yeah so it's it's always good and it like you say it's it's important yeah, well, Connor, thank you for coming out. It's been a pleasure. I had some some more questions to ask, but I've been running out of time, so I'm just going to ask some quick fire ones just to end off the pod. Um, after COVID, the next election, when we're back to normal, who do you think is going to get him? Uh, conservatives again. I can't leave it and not follow up. Why? Um just i i just think people were too ingrained uh i think unless labor seriously sort their act out it, between now and 2024 this is a, i think it's hard to speculate on an election three years into the future yeah. but i think unless labor sort their act out then they won't have much chance i don't think keir starmer is going to be the next prime minister do you think boris johnson will step down i think he might need to but that depends on whether there's any sort of inquiries or anything like that into COVID and the management of the whole pandemic that, that you know, will reveal, will reflect badly upon him. So, yeah, we'll see. I think there's a chance. Don't bet against it, but, you know, we'll see. Do you believe there is a social class divide? Yes, but it's not as prominent a divide as it was in the past. And I don't think it's the main dividing factor in British politics anymore. Brilliant. And final question, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Oh, mate, um, a million podcast streams. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> love it. Right, so, Connor, thank you for coming on. Pint of Politics, check them out. Links are in the description below. It's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me, mate. Brilliant. Nice one. So, again, thanks for watching. If you've enjoyed this, drop us a like, drop us a follow. And yeah, check out some other episodes. Nice one.